Good afternoon and welcome to another podcast from the Hope for Xavier Foundation podcast known as Xavier's Journey. I'm your host, Samuel Hutchins. And again, I will be bringing you information in the uh, form of information that regards to autism, not just autism, but any of the neurological disorders that are considered on what is called a spectrum. We're talking about autism, Onspargers, Aproxia, um, and ADHD and things of that nature. Uh, again, my name is Samuel Hutchins, and you're listening to the podcast called Xavier's Journey. Uh, if you will recall, if you have if you're some of my loyal listeners, and I don't know who those may be because I have yet to get correspondence from people. But anyway, we'll keep doing this because I think it is necessary. Uh, one of the things that we do here at the Hope for Xavier Foundation is to bring awareness and empowerment while empowering. And that was one of the, the subjects of our last three podcasts. Uh, it was about our mission statement and uh, what we do to uh, live up to the standards that we set by those mission statements. Uh, but this week, I'm going to be talking with you about something that uh, I came across because this is, like I said, this is about sharing of information and something that I can say here will help somebody answer some questions that some people have about what it is that they're going to. And one of the things that I did this, uh, well, not just this past week, this past couple of weeks was, like I said, I'm always on the internet looking for information that I, and then I try to share the information with people that I think that it would do some good. And I came across this, uh, something from the Sunrise program. Uh, it's a very powerful autism, autistic organization. Been in existence a lot longer than we have. I don't know exactly how long they've been in, but they've been uh, in existence for a while now. And it's called the Sunrise Program. And they are chocked with information, uh, and they're on the cutting edge of stuff that comes out new too. So that's one of the places that what I'll, I would be be very cognizant about giving them the credit that they deserve. Because a lot of this stuff that I'm giving you is stuff that I've read off the internet, and I want to be cognizant about giving credit where credit is due. Because I'm not trying to toot my own horn and blow up anything for me myself, but it's just about the people who are doing it, who are walking in the similar walk that I'm walking in. In the Sunrise Program, and that is spelled S-O-N, Rise Program, not S-U-N, like the sun, but like the sun as a father to son. S-O-N, Rise Program. And one of the things that they talked about, uh, the, the subject that caught my eye was called uh, the seven joining no-nos, probably you're doing. And it was in a June newsletter, because as I am part of that, I do get that newsletter too. So, And this kind of caught my eye because... One of the things that, uh, as a parent with a child with autism, one of the things you always want to do is you wonder about what's going on in their world and how you can be a part of it. And to a uh, quick story about me and Xavier, uh, he was he had to uh, when he started having seizures, he had to spend a week in the children's hospitals up in Atlanta. And while he was there, he was being uh, monitored. Well, his interaction with me and his mother, Jacqueline Price, we were all being monitored, you know, because they wanted to document the interactions of what exactly was going on with him. And um, he had to have uh, these things uh, attached to his head if they were measuring his brain while they were uh, also uh, monitoring his sleep pattern. And as it turns out, the seizures that he was having, he was also having seizures in his sleep. So, again, you can imagine how horrifying that would be. But anyway, to get you know, getting off track now, what I wanted to but one of the things that they did notice, and they noted it in the uh, 
papers that they gave us because they gave us copies of everything that they did uh, that week that we spent up there. Uh, were they noticing uh, behaviors that he liked? And one of the things that they did like that, that they noticed that he did like, uh, Xavier and I share what uh, was called nose kisses. Uh, and I don't know how true this is, but I've always heard that that was how Eskimos kissed. That they, they didn't kiss, you know, lip to lip. That's how Eskimos kiss is that they rub noses. And that's one of the things that Xavier enjoys with me even now. I mean, when that took place, that was when he was like eight. He's 25 now. And he still enjoys uh, the nose kisses. And um, that's what I do. He and I will, will rub noses. And, and for whatever reason, uh, that tickles him to death. And he likes it. But anyway, getting back to what the the newsletter from the Sunrise Service would say. Sunrise, I'm sorry, Sunrise Service. Uh, Sunrise Program. They will call, it's called the Seven Joining No-Nos. You'll probably do it. And when they talk about joining, and like I said, you sometimes you, you want to, as, as a parent or a caregiver of, of someone with autism or any other neurological disorder, you want to know how you can enter into that world. And you can't really force your way into it. It's something that you have to wait till they want you to be into it. But at the same time, they don't want you to distract whatever's going on in their world. And one of the things, uh, one of the big uh, no's that they no no's that they suggest is called staring. You know, while your child is doing something, or while the person that you're caring for is doing something, you kind of tend to want to like stare, and, and that's kind of and why you're staring, what you don't realize. And of course, you're doing it not not because to be rude or. Uh, mean or anything like that, or you know, just not being inconsiderate. What you're trying to do, you're sitting there. When while you're staring, you're wondering. And but what they perceive that is, is you're interrupting what it is that exactly that they're trying to do. So joining, so staring is one of the big no-nos. So while you're, uh, and one of the things I found, you know, not just with Xavier, but with some other autistic kids that I've been around, if you try to participate in something that they're doing, you know, not try to stop them or try to get them to do it a different way, but try to imitate it. You know, if you walk up or walk into a situation and you find an autistic kid uh, rocking back and forth, which is one of the, uh, the autistic behaviors, how about if you just sit next to them and start rocking yourself? Because what that does is they have now, what you rocking while they're rocking, what's happening is you just entered into their world and they want you there. And and in and, and a form of an imitation, imitating in what they're and mimicking what it is that they're doing is. And if they don't stop you, don't get me wrong, because if you start rocking some of them, you know, they may get a little irritated with you because you're rocking with them. That wasn't your end. So what you do is you just stop. OK, and just leave them to themselves. But a lot of times what I found is that if they're doing something like uh, even if it's like, you know, clapping their hands if you stand beside them or in front of them and start clapping your hand and show how fun it is for you and so that you're having as much fun as they're having again that's your way into their world now what you do once you enter into their world that's really on you because because you one you never know when they're going to invite you in and two you never know if they'll invite you in but once you enter in, uh, you're, on your, you're on your first way to understanding and, and experiencing what it is that they're experiencing. And the fact that they're opening up and sharing that with you is a big is a, is a big leap for you. I mean, it may not seem so big for somebody else, but if you're a caregiver or a parent, 
of an autistic kid, and you know when they when they're inviting you into the world, like with Xavier, it's a little bit different because it's like I said, I've said in previous episodes. Right now, uh, people that are around me and Xavier for any length of period of time, they'll understand. Sometimes not a word will be spoken, but they'll understand that. And, and I've heard this on more, on numerous occasions. They'll say, "You guys have your own language," because Xavier understands everything about me that I need for him to understand for our relationship to be what it is. Xavier can always tell when I don't feel good, you know, and that's something that you know, it's not. I'm not a person that wears my emotions on my sleeve, so I'm, I kind of stay pretty much on even keel. But you know, underneath it, that's something maybe bothering. But Xavier knows just exactly what to do, and you know he's 25 years old. He's six foot four, 338 pounds. But Xavier sometimes still act like a kid. He'll sit in my lap and he'll hug me, because through that he remembers that when he was young, that was one of the, the soothing parts that we had. Then you know he would sit there, you know, if something upset him. Once he sat in my lap, and I put my arms around him and hugged him. You know, whatever it was that was bothering him before then was not such a big deal anymore. And again, that's that trust that's got built up, you know, and any parent uh, or caregiver of a child with autism or an adult with autism, that's one of the biggest things uh, to getting along, or, or, you know, for your day to day life with an autistic child is trust. And and one thing about it, they they trust is it's not hard to earn, but it's very hard to get back with an autistic child because Xavier's had some uh, past experiences with certain people and he has never forgotten it. And I'm talking about this happened when he was like two or three years old and he's 25 years old. And he still treats those people a certain type of way simply because he remembers back when that happened. It was not a good thing for him. And one thing about Xavier, he's not going to have a bad experience twice with something. I mean, even with, you know, what we call quote-unquote normal kids, how many times do they get burnt by sticking their hands on the stove because it's hot? More than once. You know, how many times do they get burnt by an iron more than once because it's hot? More than once. Or how many times do they jump off the bed and hurt themselves? You know, more than most likely it's more than once. But Xavier is right the opposite. Uh, nothing bad is going to happen to him twice. If something hurts him once, it's not going to happen to him again because he's not going to allow it again. Because, like I said, he did get burned. He did put his hand on the stove once, and it was hot. Never happened again. Same thing with an iron. It never happened again. And uh, you just take it even further. It's kind of funny, though. He was he used to be a big dog lover. Uh, but one day he picked up a dog, and the dog snapped at him. And Xavier hasn't had anything he wanted to do with a dog since. So uh, it, it's just some funny stories that go along with those two, but I won't get into those here. But uh, yeah, but the staring thing, you get back to the, uh, like I said, the newsletter that from the Sunrise program, the staring thing. And, and that's why, and, and again, it's something that you probably don't even realize that you're doing. And you realize you don't realize the effect that it's having on the child or the uh, adult in this case and that that's, that's going on with it. But again, if, if you would just do something like, say, um, Participate with them. What you know? Imitate, mimic whatever it is that they're doing. If they make a certain sound, you make us make try to make that same certain sound. It'll get their attention, and again, you're on your way to entering in that child's life in that child's world, and that's going to be a big bridge when it comes to communicating. And you and you can just start building from those things. You'll be surprised at how how that happens. You know, because Xavier is a big music fan loves me all types of music i mean he loves uh 
country. He loves classical. He loves jazz, loves jazz. Um, he loves any kind of music, just like, and, and, and just, I mean, and it doesn't matter what era it's from. If he likes it, he just likes it, which me, which while I'm saying it by this way, uh, the intro that you were listening to this week was called Angel, and it's by Bob James from his album Touchdown. A lot of you may remember it as the theme from Taxi, which was an old sitcom back in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, but again, that's one, and, and that's one of the songs that he likes too, by the way. Um, but that was one of the things that I wanted to share with you, and, and I think that's what I'll be doing here. I'll just start uh, reading something from the newsletter. Because, like I said, there's seven of it, and the one I just gave you was called Staring. And I try to give you a story that relates to it. Uh, not only with the experience with my own son, Xavier, but like I said, I've been in with some other autistic kids. And uh, that was one of, the, one of my ways in. And I didn't realize that, but that was a way in until I read this newsletter. But that was just something that I naturally just do when I see kids, you know, especially. And a lot of people seem to think that kids respond to me. And, it's, and I think it's basically because I'm just a really big kid myself. Uh, but we won't talk about that right now. But anyway, I just wanted to share that out. And like I said, there are seven of them. And I will be giving you, uh, within the next uh, six weeks, we'll be dis discussing the other seven. Or some weeks, we may, if time permits, we may do two instead of one. So over the next three to four weeks, we'll cover all seven of them. And again, if you have any questions about anything that I say on this podcast or anything that may come up in your life. Uh, you, I'm very easy to reach. Uh, you can correspond me. You can get my, at my email address, which is HutchinsEnterprise2000 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me uh, via the website, our website, which is the HopeForXavierFoundation.org. That's Hope. Uh, the number four, not the word F-O-R, the number four, hope for Xavier Foundation dot org. Fill out the contact information and where it says comments, you can ask your question. And again, I'll read the question on air and I won't even say your name. If you request me not to say your name, if you want to remain anonymous, that's fine too. But if you want me to say your if it's okay that I use your name. Because again, uh, it's about the sharing of information and a question that you may ask is a question that, you know, who knows, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 more people may want to ask that question but never had a chance to ask. And, uh, and again, I give you a disclaimer. I'm not an expert at autism. I'm just an expert at simply because I have a child that has autism and I'm 25 years into this thing. And the experience that I have, uh, the information that I have, and, uh, the advice that I have and the advice that I give, it all stems from my experience with my son, Xavier Hutchins. Uh, and we call it, his nickname is Big for obvious reasons. But anyway, uh, but if you don't want to, and there's another thing, if you don't want to uh, contact the show, it's, it's very, there's other ways too. Because there are other autistic uh, organizations that do give out very good information and they are very good resources. And like I said, uh, the Sunrise program, the S-O-N, not S-U-N, S-O-N, Rise program is another good one. And most of these people have newsletters that you can sign up for and they'll send you information. They'll send you information and it'll be, you know, about what's going on in your area, uh, what's going on nationally, you know, with autism and things of that nature. Uh, upcoming workshops and things that they have, which is one of the things that we want to do and hopefully here in the near future I can give you uh, some dates and time because uh, the Hope for Xavier Foundation, we are going to sponsor 
at least three, in, in, at least three before this calendar year is out. We want to do at least three workshops, and I'm working very hard uh, to get that done. I'll have some, you know, people, hopefully I can, I've reached out to the Marcus Center. They'll maybe can send me somebody. Autism Speaks, which is another good um, resource, uh, and they got a lot of stuff going on, too. And uh, Stop Autism Now, which is they sent out a very good newsletter, too, chart with information, but they're more like a political too, because there's a lot of things going on political-wise that affects uh, children with disabilities, such as autism and onsparkers and things of that nature. But they're uh, very good. And there's one called the Autism Advantage, one that I just found out about. And it's about how to uh, turn your child's or your young adult's uh, autism into an advantage. Uh, they're a nonprofit organization that have very good with the entrepreneurship of autism. Uh, finding out, finding out ways that, you know, your child can live a purposeful life, not just exist, but they can, uh, a purposeful life. I mean, they've went in and they've had, um, one of the things that jumped out at me right out of the way was that they have a car wash and it's employed by anything, by nothing, well, not gonna say nothing, but by a, a, a lot of children and, uh, young adults with the autism disability. There's one here locally right next to me. The name of it escapes me at the moment, but I met this uh, young man. It was not a younger man, but he's a young man. I'm going to call him a young man, give him a compliment. But anyway, uh, he runs a bakery, and it's employed 90% by uh, people with autism. And what they do is a bakery, and they're a nonprofit organization. I will have the information for you guys next week, phone number, and who the super nice guy. Uh, I met him at a fundraiser, and uh, when he and I got to talking, you know, he noticed the shirt that I had on and it went from there, and it was just just a great conversation, just a blessing to have that kind of conversation with the young man. But anyway, they run a bakery, and it's right here in Lawrenceville, and it's something it has something to do with hands. But anyway, their purpose is that no child that they know will ever go without a birthday cake on their birthday. And I really don't know how that works. How you, I don't know if you submit the the name and the birthday to them, and then they make sure that the child has a birthday cake. But uh, he and his wife. Uh, they gave me some uh, information about some resources about some of the things that I was trying to do because, you know, one of the things that I um, really want to be just want to hurry up and get to so we can add this to the publication that we put out is the registry. And on that registry, like I said, it will have uh, a list of doctors, dentists, church, uh, any social outing or places like that where they have a specific something specific set aside uh, for children with autism, on sparkers, ADHD, aproxy, and anything like that, the what they, you know, doctors, because and doctors, especially the church part of it, because you know, in this journey, I have become a very, very big believer in uh, a higher calling, a very big believer in Jesus Christ, and uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on air or not, but anyway, I'm going to continue to say it until somebody tells me that I'm not. Um, but one thing about it, though, know, that people who and you know parents that have children with special needs we're very cognizant of the looks and the stares that we get when we're out in public and a lot of times when you're in church and i noticed this sometimes when i took xavier i take xavier to church you know and xavier and again he'll get these urges where he'll want to jump up or he'll get these urges where he wants to just blurt out these are what the people don't around you don't understand he's not blurting out because he wants to that's something that he can't control that's an urge that that comes on as a part of what the neurological disorder is it's an urge it's all he can't help it he can stop it but he can't 
He can stop it after it happens, but he can't stop it before it happens because that's completely out of his control. And some people look at this as just being rude and things of that nature, and they give you the stares. And then, of course, that being your child or your you're the caregiver of that person, you want to give them that stare back. But now you're taking away from, you know, getting God's word. So I wanted to get with some churches and see if they had a place like a nursery or a young adult place where they could take their child or their or their young adult or their adult, you know, to a certain, you know, kind of separate them so they too could be part of, of you know, of the experience of hearing the word of God. Because it is by the grace of God that my son that my son is who he is. It is by the grace of God that I have the patience that I have. It is by the grace of God and the plan of God that Xavier be born to uh, Jacqueline and I. Because uh, he has taught us as much as we've taught him. I mean, he, he's helped us. You've, he helped us to find out who we really are. And anybody that has anything to do with it, you know, my companion now, Lisa, uh, she has grown and immensely, she talks about, you know, every once in a while now when we have a conversation, she said, upon meeting Xavier, she was very nervous. And what I tried to tell her was that one thing about Xavier is that he reads people's heart. He can tell what kind of heart a person has right off the bat. I mean, somebody he's never met before that I already know, but he didn't know. But upon meeting him, he can tell what kind of person. And I knew that she had a great heart and that she wasn't really caring. She's a nurse, by the way. But I knew that she had a good heart and Xavier would see that. And I think that's true with almost all autistic children. Uh, one of the kids in our program, uh, Terrell and, and Terrell, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I am so proud of Terrell. His social interaction with people is improving by leaps and bounds from the first time I met him, uh, even up until now. And Terrell's growth is just, just amazing. And, and when and we highlighted that, growth with a lot of the awards and stuff that he got because I'm not the only one that saw the improvement and seeing the improvement and his mom uh, Jennifer must be really proud of him as we all are as well as her daughter Reagan uh, and, and Reagan has ADHD but uh, again getting back to what I was talking about and I was talking with the guy and, and he was telling me about some training and some churches that I could go to, you know, and I want to take the, the, the staff from the Hope for Xavier Foundation. We're going to go to some of these and, and bring back what it is that we know. But uh, another great resource, too, that if you if you suspect that your child has any of these neurological disorders, especially autism, the place that we went to was called the Marcus Center. You've heard me talk about it on this podcast before. It's called the Marcus Center. And the Marcus Center is located in Atlanta, and it's uh, it's off. And if you're listening, here's the here's the address. It is 1920 Briarcliff Road, Atlanta, Georgia. And the zip code is three zero three two nine. Now, if you want to phone and and screen and schedule a screening, uh, it is the phone number there is four zero four seven eight five nine four zero zero. Again, that phone number is four zero four. Seven eight five nine four zero zero. Tell you right, but before you make that phone call, what you'll have to do is call your whoever your medical provider is, be it Medicaid or your your health insurance at work. You have to do it through a referral because I don't think. Well, I don't think I'm not going to take away thing. I know that you can't just call, get an appointment, and have your insurance company pay for it. You do have to get a referral. But once you tell them what you're trying to do, that you're trying to get your your child, your child, or even your your caregiver, just tell them you're trying to get them screened uh, for autism, ADHD, Arnsparger's, any of that. You tell them you want to get screened at the Marcus Center. 
And once you have that referral in hand, that number in hand, then you call this number 404-785-9400. Do not call the number first. Get the referral first. Then get the number. Then call that number. And then set up the appointment for the screening and all that good stuff. Because you want to maybe make sure that you're doing things in order. Because a lot of people that I just gave that number out, the first thing they're going to do, you're going to call that number, and the first thing they're going to ask you, what is your referral number? Well, you don't have your referral number because you got to go back to your uh, whoever your health care provider is. Get that number and the referral number, then call them. And then when they ask you for the referral number, you can give them the referral number, and then you can make your appointment. And that is about all I have right now. So, again, I've been gone, been gone away for a couple of weeks, but I'm back now, uh, back on track. There was some stuff that we were uh, having to do. Uh, my brother was just home from the Army. Uh, he retired after 35 years. Um, Sergeant Major Alex Hutchins, a shout-out to him. Uh, we had a celebration for him, showed him our appreciation. A lot of the family got together. And we had a really good time and appreciating and loving my brother at 35 years in the military. So proud of him. But anyway, again, this is uh, Samuel Hutchins, your host for the Hope for, for, from the Hope for Xavier Foundation. Uh, and right now, this is where a sponsor would be. Uh, I could say that this was sponsored by, but right now I'm just saying it's sponsored by nobody. But anyway, I want to keep doing this podcast and, uh, Again, thank you guys for listening. Give me feedback. Like I said, I gave you all my information. If you need something from me, like if you need uh, for us to mail you the correspondence, you know, for the letter that we give, I mean, for the publication that we give out, for the pamphlets that we give out, uh, you can send me a self-address stamped on below to 632 Plantation Boulevard, Lawrenceville, Georgia, zip code 30046. Again, that is 632 Plantation Boulevard. Lawrenceville, Georgia, zip code 30046. And again, I thank you so much for listening, and you guys have a blessed day.